When you're born in an Indian family, there are few things you just don't talk about. Because you know, what will people say? Like you want to move out and stay on your own, being in the same city, that you have a boyfriend, or you want to marry that boyfriend, and that your boyfriend is not Indian. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Namaste everyone, I'm Tarushi and this is Crazy Mad Woman, presented by Stories You Should Know. My guest today is a pediatric occupational therapist from New York City and also the host and producer of her podcast, But What Will People Say? Please welcome Disha Mistri. Hey Disha, why don't we start by you telling us the last time you followed your heart and the world called you crazy or completely mad? So this, I guess, depends on who you would ask if I was crazy, Um, but it also kind of created the basis of my podcast is when I was, I was dating my husband at the time, he was my boyfriend and he's white. I'm Indian, I'm Gujarati, I was born in India. Um, came over here when I was really young and so was raised in a pretty traditional like Hindu Gujarati family, expected to go to college, get a degree, get a good job and then get married to a nice brown boy and live happily ever after. Um, That didn't happen. I went and sort of flipped the table on my family and brought home and I, it was terrifying because they didn't know about him for about three years. I didn't tell them Only my friends and my close cousins knew. And, you know, this whole, our whole society is so like, what will people say? Like, you can't just bring home someone with a different religion, a different background. Like, we don't know anything about this guy. And so I told him about, I told them about him. And then about a week later, I told them I'm moving out. So I just kind of like, it was a fun weekend. Um, And my whole life, I've always been that kid that, caused a scene with my family um I told my mom from the minute I went to college I'm like I'm gonna graduate and move to the other side of the country I'm moving to California good luck why she's like you can't move out who's gonna take care of you like how are you gonna live on your own I'm like I lived on my own at school like it's not that hard and then you know I did end up working on the east coast in Manhattan and I lived in the city and so she my mom reacted okay she had she had met Mike a few times as my friend. Um, my dad didn't. Um, this has it's now been we've been married now for about almost two years. Um, they've known him for about two and a half years, and we weren't engaged. We weren't planning on getting married. None of it. It was he's my boyfriend. I really like him. You need to know who this person is. Um, so that was tough because it was just months of well, are you getting married? Just go to the court and get married. Like which doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And then it was months of back and forth and well, he's a different religion. He's a different culture. All of like, what about his family? And over time, Michael is quite charming in and of himself. And so he won over my family and my aunts and uncles and everyone. And now we're more or less just like two married people, but the culture stuff does still sometimes come up. So here's your family whom you just told that you have a boyfriend who's not Indian. 
and now you're trying to maintain this balance. But how were the things on the other side with Michael? How did you tell him? What did you tell him about your family and how you were going to take these things ahead? Um, so I prepped Michael pretty hard up until like the night I told my parents. Um, he also grew up like where we live in New Jersey. There's lots of South Asians, lots of Indian people. His, his best friends growing up were brown. Um, so he kind of knew the culture because he was always the guy who had to cover for his friends when they would go out with their girlfriends and they would tell their parents like, oh, I'm hanging out with Mike. Sometimes the parents would call and Mike would have to answer the phone and pretend to be there. And so he he knew the game. He knew that we don't just tell our parents about dating and we don't really tell our parents until we found our person. So in the beginning of our relationship, he was, you know, he was on board. We never had really any issues. And leading up to a certain point, it was really awkward because I w- we had to sort of talk about, like, where is this going long term? Is this eventually one day going to lead to us getting married? Because that's really, I knew for my parents was, that's what they needed to hear. Um, and he understood. And at that point, we had the discussion. We're like, you know, we're going to be together no matter what. And I told him, I was like, as long as I have that confidence that, like, this is it, I'm not dating anyone else again you can take your time with whenever you're ready to propose, whenever you think is the right step, I will deal with my family in the meantime. And so, and we kept, it was very like open communication. Like I told him, I was like, there's a chance I might get disowned. They might kick me out of the house. Like Michael was prepared to like, come pick me up that night. God forbid. They were like, get out. Um, Luckily that didn't happen. And I also had the support of my cousins. I come from a family of very strong and very outspoken women. Um, In my house, my mom is the primary breadwinner. She, you know, has her master's. She's been a research scientist her whole life. Like, she kind of knew that, like, you grew up here. Like, this was a chance. And, like, she knew that I was always going to do what I wanted anyway. Um, And then I have mostly female cousins. And so I'm the oldest. So that's where the pressure really came in. Um, But having lots of support helped. Coming from an Indian family, I know the kind of um, equations we share with our parents, um, the limitations we have. Sometimes it's out of respect. Sometimes it's love. Sometimes it's fear. So I understand that there is a communication gap that happens often. But how were the things at your end? How did your parents take it when you told them that you want to move out and simultaneously that you also have a boyfriend who's not Indian? So because I basically told them I was moving out the same weekend as I told them about Michael, that was that was me dealing with it It was like, I'm going to let you cope. I'm going to go like you're adults, however you want to deal with it. Like you're going to deal with it. You know, like I will be there to answer any and all questions Um, and I'm going to make sure Mike keeps coming around because I was still home for a couple more weeks till I got, I moved out. And so, you know, my mom would go back and forth and she would argue with my dad, but then she would feel like my dad is right. And then my daughter's right. And then she's, you know, stuck in the middle trying her best. Um, and I don't have the closest relationship with my parents at that time. I'm definitely better with my mom now. I never really had a relationship with my dad. Um, And so it was just, even if it was the same conversation over and over again, like I just kept at it and I kept bringing Michael around. I think that really helped because 
I have never had a very open relationship with my parents. So I had a really hard time talking to them about things. Whereas Michael, I mean, he's, he's very American and he has the typical, like my parents are my best friends. I tell them everything. And so when he talks to my parents, like he treats them the same way. Um, And so he was great at just like chatting away and my aunts and uncles did get involved and they helped with more of the culture barrier and like um, my dad has an older brother and he he's kind of like the patriarch I guess of my family like he kind of keeps everyone in line because there's a lot of us Um, and he was like listen like how do you think this ends do you think this ends with her breaking up with him this ends with you either never see your daughter again or you get over it. You build a bridge and you get over it. You lived in America. You took this chance. This might have happened. And so, and he's like very much like acclimated to American culture. So it helped. Um, and so we had lots of conversations on lots of different sides happening. So coming from an Indian family, I know that the topic of moving out is a complete no-no to talk about. You do not tell your parents that you want to move out and stay alone in the same city. It's it's never a discussion. So I want to know about how your parents took it. Like, which one of your parents was okay with the fact that you wanted to move out? Um. So that was, I think that my mom had a better understanding of because... I had threatened it my entire life. Like I, my mom knew very well that my only goal was to move out because I was always the troublemaker. I just never did anything the way she wanted. And I wasn't cultured enough. I wasn't Indian enough. I didn't dress correctly. And all of these things, it was just constant. And so my constant comeback was like, was like, mom, I'm going to leave one day, whether you like it or not, like this is not happening forever. So, like, you can either accept me the way I am or I'm going to leave. Like, those are your choices here. And, again, like, I've always taken the route of, like, you're an adult. Like, there is this cycle of, like, codependence that happens in our culture where, like, our parents treat us like we're babies forever. And so then we kind of treat our parents like they're kids who can't handle anything. And I'm like, listen, you dropped everything and moved to the other side of the country and handled it. I'm moving, like, to Manhattan, which isn't that far from here. Like, it'll be fine. Um, and so, and I signed the lease, I, you know, did my thing. And when I moved back from Manhattan, I actually moved literally like down the street from my parents. It was like Mike's parents and my parents both live like three miles from where I moved. And I didn't tell her until I signed the lease, got the key and I sent her a picture. And I was like, look what I did, mom. And she was like, I, I just don't know what to do with you. I was like, I signed a lease. You like my apartment? It's really nice. And when she finally realized like, oh, like she's not like dropping dead in the middle of the street because she lives on her own. She kind of came around to it. Like, oh, she's paying her bills. She's got her own place. She doesn't live in like a shack under a rock. That was her other fear. She thought I was going to live in like, you know, I, I don't know, but not in like a nice, decent home. Um, right. all, just seeing it helped and then I I moved myself out like they didn't like drive me to my new place I actually Michael came that day because I was like you know who he is he's my boyfriend now like we're not gonna push this under the rug um he came I packed up his car and I I left (laughs) that was Disha Mystery everyone you can check out her podcast but what will people say on Spotify Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts 
Crazy Mad Woman is a production of Stories You Should Know. It's written and produced by me. Our theme music is Road Trips by Oshane. Thank you for listening to Crazy Mad Woman. Take care everyone. Help someone in need if you can and be kind. It sound right, boy.